Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. name of Jesus we thank you this day we welcome you this morning let your presence permit take over this atmosphere in the mighty name of Jesus that life will be transformed this morning that the words that we proceed out of this place we eternally change your children in the mighty name of Jesus father God we worship you we thank you Lord in Jesus name that we pray Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. You may have your seats. Amen. You know, it's a real privilege to be standing here this morning to minister. Really, I didn't bargain for it. Um, yesterday in the afternoon at about um, 1.30 in the afternoon, I was lying on the bed. And uh, my wife asked me, what would, what would I like to take? I said, well, just, I need to, I need uh to, uh, I need a, I need a swallow. If you can make some move for me, you know, I was just, we're just talking. Then all of a sudden, my phone rang. So she was going down to go and prepare. Say, ah, it's pastor on the line. No? I said, ah, the way I jump out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked the phone, you know, picked up. Ah, good afternoon, sir. Pastor, I can go to hear your voice, sir. You know, and I said, Elvis, I was trying to reach you I, through WhatsApp. I'll get ready for tomorrow first service. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. When I dropped it, I told my wife, 
Pastor said I should get ready for first service. It's okay. Uh, should I go ahead to make the sermon? I said, sermon waiting. <laughs> I, I, I quickly took my stuff, went downstairs to my study. I just called Pastor Bella. See, the man to have followed me this, this afternoon. I said, what is this? I said, well, the uh, pastor said I should get prepared for tomorrow. He said, don't worry. Uh, let me pray with you. He prayed, she prayed with me. And uh, said, the saints are praying with you. Don't worry. She encouraged me. So thank you so much. So I, I, that was about 1.30 in the afternoon. I, I, I sat in my study. I think by 8.30, about seven hours later, I asked my wife, let me have that sermon. Let me eat <laughs> So, after that, I went back. I think by 12, I went to sleep. So, I must say, I spent 10 hours preparing the food for you this morning. It's not Samuel, but something different. I know you'll be blessed this morning. You know, last Sunday was extremely wonderful. We were so blessed on divine helpers and divine purpose, provide divine provisions. I want to take it deeper to something else which we all are used to. And uh, the Lord impressed in my heart that we need the Holy Spirit in our life. We need his manifest presence in our life. So that when we walk with him, he will be able to connect us rightly to all those divine destinies, all those divine helpers in our lives. So this morning, I will be talking on a message I titled... The workings and dealings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I want to begin by saying that the greatest gift that God gave to man, aside his son Jesus Christ, is the Holy Spirit. You know, like Pastor will always say, when God gave us his son Jesus Christ, he gave us his best. And when he gave us Holy Spirit, he gave us his all. And I want to say that Holy Spirit is not in heaven. He's here on the earth with us. Hallelujah. Jesus made a statement in the book of John chapter 16 verse 7. Can we have that quickly in KJV? John 16 verse 7. If you can have it quickly. John 16 by 7. Okay. He said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. For you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Hallelujah. What does that word expedient, what does it mean? The word expedient means it is helpful, it is needful, it is suitable, it is proper, it is advantageous to you. That I go away, that the comforter may come unto you. And who is a comforter here? The Holy Spirit. And by definition, a comforter simply means a person or thing that provides consolation. Consolation simply means an act of providing succor, comforting. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. But unfortunately, Many of the believers do not have the manifest working and dealings of the Holy Spirit in their life. 
You see, the fact that um, uh, uh, you know, we we all have this feeling. Yeah, I have, you know, um, seen Jesus manifested himself to me in dream. I've some have seen the Lord God Almighty seated on the throne. Some have seen a vision, Jesus come to them. But really, they have not seen the Holy Spirit in person. But the fact that you've not seen him in person does not mean he's not real. His role is to project Jesus, not himself. So he has behind to position Jesus to us. But that does not make him less of a God. So he's as real as anything. He has been present right from the day the Lord said, let there be light. He was that move, spirit that was moving. So his power has always been. That many of us do not, you know, inculcate that presence of his in our life. And we wonder why things are not working the way it should. The fact that, let me, how do I put it now? You know, I bottle of water in my hand. I tell people how beautiful the water is. But I'm thirsty. I have to drink that water. So many of us, where we have the Holy Spirit in us, then we are not in him. Or he's not in us. Like pastor said some time ago, the biggest problem in the body of Christ is that the Holy Spirit is in us, but we have not stepped into the Holy Spirit. It is time to step into the Holy Spirit. And begin to see his manifest presence to begin to walk in our life. A lot of us have not really given him that way for him to do his walking in us. The Bible declares how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. Who went about doing good? The Lord was with him. You know, Jesus spoke to the disciples, said, tarry here in Jerusalem until the power will be endued with power on high. And when they received that power, they were not the same again. You can't have the Holy Spirit and be the same. The power of the Holy Spirit cannot be working in you and you remain the same. You cannot have Holy Spirit and be the same. There must be a change. Something must work in you. He will, he, you, you will feel his presence and you carry and manifest his presence to the world. He will speak to you and you hear his voice. Hallelujah. I remember some time, some time ago when I got my first job after my youth service, I was working with a, a communication company and I was a, market, I was a marketing uh, executive. So we were marketing our um, internet services. You know, in those days, we thank God for the new modem and everything we have now. If you are, if you are, if you are, if your internet has a problem, the service provider has to come. They have to repair. Sometimes you carry the desktop, everything to them. I mean, if you go to Motilis in those days, you see everybody carrying everything there. It's no longer like that. You know, you just carry a modem, you just plug in and everything is okay. It wasn't like that in those days. So, and it was quite expensive. We have packages for 100,000, 50, for a month. People are paying that in those days. So, I decided to market to all the hotels in certain areas in Lagos. You know, I don't need to mention that area, but God has worked in that area anyway. <laughs> they have quite a number of hotels in that area. Well, let me give you a hint. If you are going towards the airport. Mm-hmm. So now, my driver took me down. We stopped. He stopped at the express. I started moving from one hotel to the other, marketing our, you know, internet services, letting them know what we can do, the offers that we have. I think I went to about five hotels. When I entered the sixth one, I met three people. Three of them were at the reception where the place looked at something like that. I said, can I see your manager? Uh, I said, they not asked me for what? I said, well, I have a product I actually want to introduce to him. It's okay. Then 
He said, I should go and have my seat. So as I was going to sit down, I was walking this way, I heard a voice. Say, son, don't sit backing from where you came from. Sit facing the door. There was a round table in front. So when I got to the table and I sat facing through the door through which I came in. So I waited for about 10 minutes. Nobody showed up. But I noticed the young lady who told me to go and sit down was peeping me from the door. He will look like this and remove face. So why is she peeping me? I thought the manager should be coming. She will peep this way and go back. Then all of a sudden, the Lord told me, stand up and leave now. So as I was about leaving, the other guy came in trying to close the door. The lady was coming with padlock. And I pushed the gates. I said, what do you mean? I left. So later, I narrated the story. So everything went to a wrong place. There have been some things happening there. A lot of people have been killed in hotels in those places. They use them for rituals. So, meaning if I have sat balancing, walking, watching my brochure, they will give you one stick. Then they take you somewhere. So, just to let you know that you cannot do without the Holy Spirit. When you have him, he speak and you hear. You understand his ways. We say this is our year of bountiful blessing. Wonderful. You know, it's beyond confession, but there are strategic things that Holy Spirit will teach you. So you understand the workings of him so that you'll be able to enter into his rest. That is the message for today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. Now, very importantly, I remembered during the classic, past, uh, sorry, uh, during the Domino, annual Domino, uh, annual Domino, Domino annual conference, we learned then that the presence of God in the life of a believer is the secret of good sources. And pastor also defined what the, what the presence of God is all about. He said the presence of God is the intangible influence of God in the life of a believer. For as many that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. He went further and said the influence of the Holy Spirit in your daily activities, your utterances, your actions, your moves, your promptness to obey and follow his leadings is the secret of good sources. Hallelujah. He is available, but we must understand and follow his prompting in every area of our life. Now I'm going to deal a little bit on some of the workings and dealings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. One of the first things that the Holy Spirit does when he begins to work in our life is to bring order. Somebody say order. order. What is order? In my definition here, order simply means the arrangement or disposition of, a, of people or things in relation to each other, according to a particular sequence, pattern, or method. A life without the workings of the Holy Spirit is full of chaos. That's why we have a lot of noise. So many activities, no productivity. But when Holy Spirit comes upon you, first thing is to bring order. To calm the noise. To sit you down. To let you understand, I am the authority in your life now. 
So that every other activities will be running up and down, going everywhere, not even having time for you. You say, my son, my daughter, sit down. He bring order in your life. You know, by, by profession, I am a management consultant, trainer, and coach. I also write. By calling well, I could be, I'm an evangelist. I, I like to pursue souls for Jesus. I do that. But there is something here. In my trainings, especially on uh, personal effectiveness and mastery, I normally, especially when we get to the area of personal organizations and time management or managing yourself in time, there's what we call um, time management matrix. In this time management matrix, there are four quadrants. One of the quadrants is something that is important and urgent. The second quadrant is something that is important, not urgent. The third quadrant is not urgent, but important. Then not important, not urgent. So, our life as children of God, or as a people, we must understand things that are important and urgent in our lives. Things that are important, not really urgent. Take for instance, I, I am preparing to submit a brief or to submit you know, a program or whatever to a company and which I know they're going to pay me so well. Then I, my son or my daughter is busy playing little child. All of a sudden I hear a, scr- a scream. What am I supposed to do at that moment? Then I run to where my son is and it's going he has an injured leg. Now I have like four hours to submit or six hours. At that moment, what is more important and urgent? Should I say, well, sorry, then let me just finish this project then I'll come back to you? Of course not. Wisdom demands that, look, that I have to wait. I have life, life, there is life at stake at this place. So I must immediately go and attend to my son to avoid problems. So if I decide that I would just focus on the business I want to make, probably make the money, then the threat of having his leg amputated, how can that be compensated? Because of the money? No. So in our lives, we must understand first thing first. Why I was preparing for the message yesterday? A friend of mine came. He called me and I was I wasn't ready to pick his call. But he called. He said, Pastor Fred, he just came around. He said, Elvis... I, I, there's something I promised him, so he came to pick it up. But he said, the man across the building, uh, across the street, I remember we visited him some time ago. I don't know, how is he? Let's just see him again. Who is this man he's talking about? It's my neighbor. He's a, he's a commodore. He's a, a former military man. I mentioned him the other time when I was praying. I remember about seven years ago, I told him that, do you know Jesus loves you? He said, Elvis, I have respect for you. Never in your life mention that name again to me. I told him I'm very sorry. So from that day, I never spoke to him about Jesus. What I did was to be praying for him with my wife. We hold hands, we pray for him. From my window, I can see him. I'm sorry to say he, he, his life is something else. He's over 70, but he pursues everything on skate. You will see young girls like 22, 23. Every week he brings them and says, what is going on in the life of this man? So March this year, I, he came outside. He, he was wobbling. I said, ah, come on, how are you, sir? 
You say he's fine. I said, but I hope, I hope there's no problem. You say he's been having some pains. I said, would you mind? I pray for you. You know, in a dying man, you know, his decision at that time at least will change it slightly. Nobody wants to die. It's okay. Pray for me. Then and I prayed with him. He said, Elvis, something happened in me when you prayed. I, I just feel, where do you worship? I said, well, I worship a lot of assembly. Nasty Jesus. He said, wow. You mean Pastor Tudy Bakari? Yes, that's my pastor. Would you mind following me to church? He said, okay. I, where is, I said, it's not bad. He said, okay, I will try. I noticed that he was a little bit in a long time. I said, but we'll be moving very soon to, you know, uh, Oregon Road. Uh, he said, I'll, I'll visit them. Please, when you move, let me know. I will attend. <laughs> Amen. Then, all of a sudden, the thing now became so worse. He became bedridden. He can't move. Being on a wheelchair in the house. Cursing, getting angry, and all the rest. Then, I remembered. Last week, I went to his house. Because he, he, he left the wheelchair crawling on the ground. They have to put him back. He's very, he couldn't believe himself. He hold me. So they put him back. I tried to calm him down. He was cursing everybody around. So when my friend came this yesterday afternoon, when I was preparing for today's message, he said, I remember when we went there together last when we saw that man. I just felt to visit him. I said, I'm preparing for a message. My pastor called me. Please leave me alone. <laughs> so as I was, about, I, was, I was about leaving him to go back to my study, the Lord told me, what is more important now and urgent is this man. At this time, he's more important and urgent. Go and attend to him and go back to what you are doing. I, I, you know, I just stood and I said, okay, let's go. And then we now went together to his house. When we got there, he was at the dining table eating. Really, he can't hear clearly anymore. I went towards there. I said, come on, Elvis, how are you? I said, fine, I'm eating, having my lunch. I said, that is very good. So my friend said, Could I pray? can I pray with him, with you? He said, okay, sir. Yeah. Then my friend now prayed with him, lay hand on him and pray with him. Then the Lord told me, minister Jesus to him now. And I told him, Commodore, there is something I have to tell you. If you die now without Jesus, you are going to hell. He did like this. It is time for you to make a decision for Jesus. Would you mind praying with me to accept Jesus in your life? He kept quiet for a while. He said, yes. So I prayed with him and led him to Christ yesterday afternoon. So my joy was so full and I went back to my study. So that is the workings of the Holy Spirit. When we hear him, we'll be more productive. When we hear him, we'll be more strategic in everything that we do. A lot of time, we, we dissipate our energies, do certain things that are not right, and we discover that nothing is happening. That is the way it should be in the mighty name of Jesus. So the first working of the Holy Spirit in our life is to bring order in our land. Reduce all the noise. Take all the noises away. Now we can hear him clearly and follow his leading in the mighty name of Jesus. Number two. Thank you, Father. It's what I call spiritual activation. When the workings of the Holy Spirit is real and evident in our lives, he removes every fog out of our eyes. He brings illumination to us. I want us to look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Let's look at Ephesians 1. 
Ephesians 1, 16 to 20. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, Apostle Paul was speaking here. He said, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the, of, of, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. When the workings of the Holy Spirit is real and evident in our life, he gives us spiritual illumination. You begin to read scripture and understand. You see this Bible, you, you, you read it like a novel. But when Holy Spirit activates your life, you know, it does not cease to amaze me. Some things personally I've read, I'm growing too. But the way pastor will read something that most of us have been reading, you'll be wondering the kind of revelation is coming out of it. Because he has been immersed himself with the power of the Holy Ghost. And that is the dimension that all of us should operate. Because when, he, when you begin to operate in that spiritual activation, he begins to show you things. You begin to read and understand. One scripture alone can change your life. Why? Because he has revealed something unique out of that place for your life in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want us to understand that the workings of the Holy Spirit brings activation of our spiritual senses and illuminate our eyes to see beyond the natural in the, in the mighty name of Jesus. Another thing again he does in his working and dealings in our life is he teaches us. He's a great teacher. Hallelujah. You know, there are two folds of his teaching that I brought in here. One, he teaches, he teaches you and I to profit. Let us look quickly at the book of uh, Isaiah 48 verse 17. Isaiah 48 17. Quickly. Thank you Holy Spirit. He said, Thus says the Lord, you are Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, you are God, who teaches you to profit, not to make loss. Who leads you by the way you should go. You know, this is a word I have for business people. I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own business. Many years ago, I discovered there is a way to do things. You know, there is a, there, there is a strategy to run a ministry. And it comes from the Holy Spirit. There's a strategy to run a business. Even as an employee, there's a strategy to be an, a good employee. That you become an employee, every employer fight to keep. So you must, it's only Holy Spirit that will give you those, 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 you know, nuggets, how to, how, how to work on it. Take, for instance, pastor in ministry, when he began, he made a statement in 1990, precisely, the Lord told him, go on television. That was a strategic move that Holy Spirit gave him. Call him moment of truth. One hour. When they brought him, uh, they told him, well, we'll have 13 minutes. He said, no. Because he had heard, it's an hour. I won't take 13 minutes. And he was adamant on that. That's the man who I've heard. And you can see the walking of moment of truth for nearly 29 years. You can see where he has gone. You can see how he has projected the word of the Lord. You can see how he has projected what God is doing here. Now, in business as well, there is a way to run things. 
I remember in those days when I see anybody say, this is my, this is my complimentary card. You know, I'm into training. I know, in fact, when I finish with your staff, you, you recognize them. They say, no problem, no problem. You know, I discovered that you see yourself begging people to, to collect or to receive what you have. If what I have is not beneficial, it's not solving problem, why am I begging people for it? So there's a way I have to project myself for things to work. The Lord, the Lord told me, son, stop pursuing people. Pursue me. When you pursue me, I will pursue people for you. I know how to bring them. So connect up to me, then I know how to bring them. I remember a particular CEO of a company. He has a lot of staff. Plenty over 250. I said, if I can just get this man, allow me to. I just calculate each money, all of them will pay. That would be too much. So I was pursuing him all the time, submitting. He doesn't reply. Sometimes it seems like I'm bothering him. Sometimes people see you, you've been marketing this product. Is it by force? When I need it, I will let you know. <laughs> but you know what? I stopped bothering him. When I heard that word, I left him for a while. For nearly five years. We didn't even... Last year, January, I forgot him. The last time I spoke to him was 2012. I pursued him from 2008 to 2012. Four years pursuing him. Nothing. He left me. So, in 2018, January, after praying, the Lord told me, pursue me and I will connect you. Let me be the one to market for you. So that I don't bore people about what you do. I see some people hawking there, maybe, um, oh, please sir, can you buy it? If they need it, they will buy. It's not by force. You know, I read marketing in the university. There's what we call the four P's of marketing. We have the price, the product, the place, and promotions. Now, if you have a good product, because you have researched the target audience, you know what they need. Then you now put an appropriate price for it, which is the cost they will buy. Then you have a place, your location where they can, that's the channel of distribution. Then you have a promotion, which is the marketing and every other thing that you do. You have the right marketing, everything will be okay. So now, the Lord told me, allow me to do the marketing. And when, I, when he tells me the right marketing, that is the right one for me. You know we have different marketing styles. Now we have added social media. There are different ways now. So we have promotion. We have um, advertising. You have a hand bill. All of them. God knows the one that will be strategic for you. There is one called personal marketing. The one that you go and disturb people. All of them are there. So, But the Lord knows the right one. When he tells you, talk to him. That is the marketing strategy. He will tell you, do a hand bill. That may be the one that is necessary for you. For later, he's told him, Go to television for an hour. Don't you understand? That is it. And that's bringing people here. Many people have been born again inside their heart through moment of truth. That's the strategy for the one. You get my point? So the thing is you must understand the strategic marketing for, for you to bring out what God has placed inside of you to the world. And I saw, I heard the man of God who was saying, the Lord told me, put all my messages on YouTube. Don't go about television, try to pay so much money. There's a free marketing for you on that. He doesn't have the money. Now, he's, he's having 34,000 people listening, 50,000, which he wouldn't have done when he go to China and other places. That is the one the Lord gave to him. Do, do you look at my point? So, we must understand that the Lord has a strategy for everything that we do. So, it is you, my honors and your honors to understand the right strategy that he wants you to apply so that you get the right things that he wants to achieve. When we miss it, nothing happens. 
That is the strategy God has given to us. That please my son and my daughters understand what I want to do. That you will not miss it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Almighty Father. Now another aspect of teaching that the Lord also teaches us is what I call he teaches us what all things. Can we quickly look at um, John 14, 25 to 26? Thank you, Holy Spirit. He teaches all things to us. You know, like I was just saying earlier. Last year, he, the, the, the CEO of that company called me on my own. I have left him. I will come back. I left him. He said, Elvis, I know you've been disturbing me for years. But I was troubled to call you now to come and do work for me. Please come and train all my staffs. At that time, I forgot him. He called me now. Come and train all my staff. So I remembered I went to his place. We sat down. When I saw him, I now gave him this and this. I'm going to do leadership, effective communication, um, delegation. All that. When I gave him the bill, okay, just can you give me five? I said, okay, I'll give you five percent reduction. And he gave me something fat. Then I did that for him for two days. You know, and it, that was the last time I, and I realized the secret. Don't pursue God. He knows how to send angels on your behalf. Last week, one of them called me again. I didn't know how. He's a CEO of a company. He said, can you come and talk on leadership and motivation to all my staffs? Uh, let's look at the date. I have 21 or 22. Uh, which one? Did, uh, just, okay, what I will do, I will look into my itinerary, then I'll let you know. Which itinerary? They are free. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will call you back. You know, so I realize the Lord is in control. The thing is, stay in Him in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, the second aspect again of His teaching is what I said here in the book of John 14 25 to 26. He said, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. All things and bring into and bring to your remembrance all things that I say to you. He teach you all things pertaining to godliness. You know, he leads you, begin to teach you everything about your life. You know, the even the the the, man, the simplest things of life, even the, the your, your color combination of clothing, everything. Holy Spirit is interested. Don't use this lapel, use this one. He's so interested to let you know how close, how how wonderful you want to be around you. Remove that shoe, wear this one. That stock is not okay. You wear, that is how close the Holy Spirit wants to be with you. I, re- I remembered last year when I was called to come as minister during the um, uh, family conference. I, didn't, I was sitting down at the back when I was called. The, 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 the sister said, uh, it's going to be on Wednesday. Ah, it's so soon. I said, no problem. The Lord said, take it and prepare. They gave me a topic. Then she called me the following day on Monday. How far are you doing? I said, I'm doing very well. He said, please, don't disappoint us. You know, pastor will be there. We will deny you if you don't do well. I said, it's okay. <laughs> she was calling me to know. It's okay. Can you send me the slide? Let me see what you want to say. Because we don't want, we don't want problem. I said, don't worry. The Lord is in control. I said, okay. This is my slide on Tuesday. I send it to her. It's okay. The Lord will help you. 
You know, I have about 20 points. Many points. The Lord, Holy Spirit came to my son. The points are too much. Can you crush these points? I was trying to argue. You know, no, 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 no. Crash it down. He began to slice it. Everything became six. From 20 to six points. I remember when I presented, you know, pastor was there. That was the first time I ministered before pastor. And he was so happy. He stood up down there. So, you mean we have someone like you here? I said, thank you, sir. <laughs> the, 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 ne- the next thing is, is your wife here? She's there. <laughs> you know, he said, follow me. Let's go to the, di- to, to the banquet hall. That was the first time I went right through this door. You know, after service, you see people going through here. I, I, I wish I would know what happens here. <laughs> At least I walk majestically and follow through there. You know, when we were eating at the dining table, I didn't know whether I should use knife or spoon to hold the, to, to hold the, to, to hold the, to the meat. I remember the, the spoon, the spoon, the spoon, pastor said, is. What am I saying here? When, when you allow the workings of the Holy Spirit, He brings you together with the kings to eat together. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, let me run quickly. Number four. The Holy Spirit guides you. Very important. You see, there's a difference between guiding and directing. When I'm directing, I will tell you, um, go to, uh, when you get to Lagos Street, follow the next, you can, ask, you can ask an Okada man, he will direct you further. That is directing. But when Holy Spirit guides you, he holds your hand. My son, oh, jump. Okay, move. Let's sit down. He sit with you. Let's move again. That is guidance. So Holy Spirit is so close. He will guide you. He will take you through. He will, you know, all the storm, everything, he will navigate right through with you. Why? That is the way that he works. So he guides us. He takes us through. You know, in all our choices, in all our decisions, in everything. I remember when I was trying to make a choice for a wife. I remember uh, for years, I was not in a relationship, nearly nine years, because I made the decision not to go near a woman until I got married. So I remember when I returned back to Nigeria, I saw a lady. I said, wow, she must be the one. So I was in a relationship. Immediately I proposed. Very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord was telling me, Aurora, just easy. So it was later I discovered that it was a, one of the biggest mistakes I made. Father, what's going on here? He said, I told you. This is not right for you. I began to see some things that wasn't right. He said, cut this thing down, otherwise it will cut you. It was a difficult decision. Because emotion was there, people were already coming. You know, I know my mom actually saw the service, but I wasn't ready to hear, but I have to now pray. He said, no need of praying. Cut off this thing. It will destroy you. <laughs> then I have to obey and cut it off. But it was painful then I have to cut it off and let go. But now, I decided, well, Father, take control. I came to Lateran. How did I come here? It was a miracle coming here. My first encounter with pastor was in 1996. He came to my church in Trem to come and minister. That was why I gave my life to Christ. So, my bishop then said, that was what we call the Kingdom Light Conference, 1996. The manifestations of the sons of God. That was the team. So that was I was I was on my way out of the country. That I was preparing to leave for South Africa for my studies then. 
So, my bishop said, the person that is preaching tonight is on his way coming from the U.S. Though there's a little delay, but he had just landed from Atlanta. So, let's keep on singing until he comes. So, when pastor came in through the back and entered, he said, the man that troubled Israel has arrived. I can't forget it. So, the whole church went wild. I think he came with pastor. He came. That was 1996. That was the first time. Then, the second time was after I returned back. I was asking, Lord, where do I worship? Now, I was in a relationship that I have cut off. What's going on? My pastor in South Africa now came to Nigeria. A white man, Pastor Bill Bernard. He said, he's an American. So, he came to minister at, um, at, uh, you know, Okwata, Chapel of Glory. And pastor was also around there. He introduced me to the pastor in the house there. He said, this is my son. He served me for six years in South Africa. We released him back to Nigeria. So, you two told him, let him be your son. So I took the pastor, they gave me the, the, the number of the pastor of the house in that place. And during break, we were all eating together. When they're laughing, I was smiling. I don't know what they're talking about, but at least I became part of the people who were, you know, in front row. <laughs> I wasn't the minister, but because of my father who brought me, I was sitting in front with them. But the last day, pastor came to minister. While he was ministering, the Lord said, I remember, oh, that is the man that came to my church many years ago. He said, good, follow him. So that was how I googled Lateran Assembly. Immediately, I came down here. I remember I called the pastor in the house. They said, I hope you'll be coming tomorrow for service. I said, uh, yes, but something happened. The man that came to minister in your church, the Lord said I should follow him and worship with him. He said, who is that? I said, Tunde Bakari. It's okay. You can worship with him and I'll release you. That was Pastor Sam Edebon. That was how I left. And I came down here. From that time, my life has not been the same. I remember when I entered here. I began to receive the word. I began to receive the word. God began to comfort my life and everything. I remember I used to stay around there about uh, number six row in that place. Then until one day, the Lord showed me something. (laughs) So I knew all that I had been looking for has been around me. And that was it. We got married and everything had been wonderful. And I remember I used to stay at the back after we had our first baby in 2012. I've been there for nearly 12 years. You know, until recently, the Lord, by his mercy, brought me to, you know. So what am I trying to say here? The Lord, by his mercy and by his power, when you walk with the Holy Spirit, he knows how to bring you from grass to grace. He knows how to bring you from back to front. He knows how to connect that. But the thing is, stay with him in the mighty name of Jesus. So as I'm rounding up by his grace in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, the last thing I have here is what I call, in the walking of the Holy Spirit, is what I call spiritual revelation. When the walkings and dealings of the Holy Spirit is upon on your life, in operation on your life, he begins to show you things to come. You know, if you read the book of uh, Revelation 4, uh, uh, Apostle John said, Then I look, a door was opened before me in heaven, and immediately I was in the spirit. You can't be in the flesh to connect with God. For God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The realm of flesh cannot connect with the things of God because there's enmity with God. So God will begin to show you great and mighty things when you connect up in the spirit with him. And he begin to show you great and mighty things. You can look at even Elisha. If you read the book of 2 Kings chapter 6 from beginning, you will see when his uh, servant told him, sir, where we are staying is too small for us. We want to enlarge our place. Let's go to Jordan and go across our beam. It's okay, let's go. They now moved down. Why cutting the, the, the beam? The ass fell. 
Elisha was not troubled. Because he know what he carries. He said, where did he fall into? Give me a stick. He put it there. The ions began to swim. The ass began to swim and he gave it to them. If you read further again, you see where his servant was so afraid because of the Syria that was coming. He was so full of God and full of the Holy Ghost. As the father opened his eyes, let him see what I'm seeing. Because he has been living in the realm of revelation. He has seen that the whole area has been filled with chariots. When the eyes of his servant saw, he said, ah? So you mean this has been happening? Then his confidence came back. So when we begin to walk, allow the Holy Spirit to deal in our life, we begin to have spiritual revelation of things to come. You see a lot of people that are confessing negatively about Nigeria. When God begins to tell you what is happening, your language will change. Because he has told you. So you don't follow them to be shouting Buhari. Is he your father? So he's busy drinking and taking his coffee. People are having headache. But when the Lord begins to tell you about the economy, about things that are happening, what you will now do is begin to align yourself to what he's saying. When you see them talking that way, you stand up and leave them. So many of us have caged our life with our mouths. Because we are not following the Holy Spirit, we talk anyhow and we've been enslaved by the ways of our mouth. That will not be our portions in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone may ask, how can all these workings and dealings of the Holy Spirit be made manifest and reality in my life? It is simple. I want us to look at the book of uh, Luke chapter 11 verse 13 as I round over. As I round up. Luke 11 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gift to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How much more? A lot of us do not ask for that Holy Spirit to be manifest in our life. It's the biggest thing that we need. Number one, you have to recognize the personal authority of the Holy Spirit over your destiny, over your life. You have to genuinely ask for his presence to invade your destiny and invade your life. That is all. That is all that it takes. Call upon him. Call upon him. Say, Father, I need a fresh anointing. Like when the, the young lady was singing this, the, this morning, that economy has failed, the currency has failed, but the economy of God cannot fail. We need the fresh fire from above. And that's the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this morning. We appreciate you for your word. We thank you, O oh Lord, that from today, our life will not remain the same again. We will begin to appropriate the Holy Spirit in our life. That we will begin to walk with him. He will begin to lead us and guide us from beginning to the end in Jesus' name. We bless you, Father, in Jesus' name that we pray. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's Word. I pray that the Word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God 
and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.